Live from the old National Bank State Street Studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Carmen and Yurko on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Bears are coming on a stun up the middle. Oh, there should be a hold. Contest what? Down he goes. Tracked him down. Back near the 30-yard line. And again, it keeps showing up. Two steps to the quarterback after he beats his man. The length and the ability to eat up space. That quarterback's got no chance. Sacked him for a nine-yard loss. Slot right, Addison. Snap, play fake. Pressure coming. Sweat gets a hand on him and drags him down with one hand. Down he goes. Sack Montez Sweat and the fellas. A first down sack of Joshua Dobbs. Jeff Joniak right here in your home for the Bears. Last night, Bears win in Minneapolis against the Vikings. A sack and a half for Montez Sweat. Now nine on the year, which ties a career high. Yep. Should get to double digits for the first time in his career. You know you will. I thought he was good yesterday. He's getting pressure on the quarterback. I think there were a lot of guys getting pressured on the quarterback. There was consistent pressure, but for one reason or another... The Bears were allergic to getting sacks yesterday. They had Dobbs in their hand. They kept letting them go. I guess that's one of the better traits that he has. It could be elusive, tough to bring down. I don't know. I mean, uh, all in all, like this defense has played better. That's the most complimentary thing we could say about Matty yeah. Alfus. As they've gotten healthier, and as he had a player like Dude. Montez Sweat, they have played better defensively. You, just, I think it was Potsy who just asked, too. He said, you know, you're, you're like top ten in yards, but you're... Way down in points. Iberfus oh. was correct to point out, let's tease out some of the stuff that the yeah. defense is not responsible for, right. rightfully the, so. The 21, uh, yard, uh, 21 points that Justin Fields gave up when he was throwing the interceptions returned for a touchdown at the beginning of the year. Yeah. We remember that. And then we had a special teams touchdown against the Chicago Bears that went against the Bears. You know, so, so that's 28 points that's on that list that they take a look at. And 28 points in 11 games is two and a half points a game. You should tease those right. out. That's it. That's fair. Right. And I, in terms of EPA per play, they're still sort of near the bottom. But if you look at, like, the last seven, eight weeks, the Bears are much better. They've been the best run defense in the NFL most of the year. Yeah. They've got the best success rate against the run, and it's not even particularly close. So his defense, after being awful last year and trading some guys away, has rebounded. I mean, that's probably the best thing we can say about Eberflus. He's been a little bit more... I don't know about creative with the pressure packages. I mean, Yurko diagrammed a few of them from two games ago, and it's like, what do you think you're accomplishing, really? But he's been a more willing blitzer. The Bears are sending heat on 22% of opponents' dropbacks. Last year it was 18%. So I think at least he hasn't been so obstinate to say, we're just going to do it this way with our front four. Like, they don't have the front four. They don't have a dominant three technique. They just added sweat. And so he's been a little bit more willing to bring pressure and dial up pressure as the season's gone on, and so I, I guess we could give him some credit for that. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to ring us up and join us to talk Bears after a what could only be described as a pretty ugly twelve ten victory against the Minnesota Vikings, nary a touchdown for the Bears. One in the entire game. Anytime there are six times as many turnovers as touchdowns in an NFL game. Uh, what can you say? Yeah, Dexter played well. Dexter played well. I liked him. He got the penalty. That was a horse got crap the, penalty. That was a terrible Even penalty. Aikman and I those agree guys with you. Are like, are you kidding me? And, and, I, and I joked Such about a it before. Joke. It's, it's a terrible, terrible penalty. Terrible. 
Terrible call by the official is what it is. You know, Terrible and I think John Perry, I think they even checked in with John Perry. And while he's using his weight, using his weight, oh, like, yeah, what, that's dumb. what is a player blitzing from the middle yeah. of the line supposed to do there? Yeah. When he gets himself free, is not late to the quarterback. I, I'm, he no, was not late no, to the quarterback. Not even remotely close. What exactly is that player supposed on, to do? get out of here. Terrible. It's dumb. a terrible call. Dumb. And the officiating is dumb. Then he did another play uh, a little bit later on where he went and stuffed uh, Bradbury, I think it was, and ended up making a play on a, on a run play. And he was playing in the right side of the line of scrimmage, their side. He was moving people. So uh, he's starting to get it. Looks like he hyperextended an elbow. Bit. Yeah. See the elbow? Yeah, I did. He had the big brace on there? I did. It's hyperextension elbow right there. That's what you see there. Uh, Montez Sweat's snap count was up, which is good. Still only 71%. It's still a little curious to me, but all right, it's, at least it's better than yeah, 63%. I'm not, it's a little weird. Eber flush. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and... and, and it's do, a little weird. Yeah, it should be a little bit higher. I think so. 8 of 10 at the very least. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. Shouldn't it be around 80%? 8 out of every 10? You would think. You see, he makes a difference when he's on the field. Oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's generating some pressure. Uh, Viking Scott joins us. Uh, that I oh, know that was Viking a tough one. Scott, <laughs> that was a tough Listen, one. How'd you sleep I, last night? I didn't because, of course, I drink twisted tea. So I was up past twelve o'clock and then tossing <laughs> and turned like a jackaloot because I got a football coach that'll go for it on his own forty-eight midway through a third quarter. And once again, uh, I'm going to go all over the place here. This is going to be a crazy call. Dobbs had his two worst passes of the game besides the four picks he threw and the two he hit the Bears in the hands that they dropped were the fourth down play because if he puts in front of Hawkinson. And then he saw yes. the guy bite on the out-and-up uh, brisker or whatever, so he's got Addison wide open, just yeah. throw the ball in play, and it it's a 60-yard touchdown, and he could have walked in. But here's my biggest beef with the whole thing. You get a gift from the Chicago Bears because there's only about four teams in the NFL we would have even been in that game with, and they were one of them. And then you get the ball on the 43-yard line. One first down is going to knock it under two minutes. Probably put you in field goal range. You go up four under two minutes, have them beat you there. And yet you run the ball twice. We're 29th in the league in rushing the football, yes. and the Bears are number one. You haven't been able so to do it all you... year, Scotty. You're right. I'm going to kill myself on that. But no, I'm not going to, but that's okay. One other question for you guys now, just because we're 12 weeks through the season. This is a good one. If you had to put a substantial amount of money on quarterbacks in the NFL right now, you're down four points, two minutes to go, and you have two timeouts with the roster you have. How many how many quarterbacks would you bet 500 bucks on that they're going to get you a touchdown? And there's probably only four or five in the league that you would do that, right? I need a touchdown with two timeouts. Two timeouts, the team you have in place. How many quarterbacks would you be willing to lose that kind of money on I mean, everybody's different, but I'm just putting that because it is substantial. Okay. And how many would you actually bet that quarterbacks are going to get you that touchdown right now in the NFL? Right. And I promise you, you probably can't come up with more than five. I'd bet. Well, I got three for sure. I'd bet Mahomes. Right, yes. You Burrow. got three for sure. I'd Burrow. bet Burrow. I'd bet Allen. I would bet Dak Prescott. Ooh. Oh. I don't think I oh. would. Hurts, I would include Hurts, but there's include, no way I'm putting I, Prescott I, in that list. I would include Hurts. I would put Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Hurts. I mean, I love my guy Herbert, but he hasn't been able to do it significant, like consistently, right? Enough. Consistently, enough. but that just goes to show you we have thirty-two starters in the NFL. Yeah. We're only talking about four or five that are willing yeah. to do that right now. We're oh, the status oh, of the of NFL, co- and of course, uh, Tommy DeVito. What about Zappy? Power. Yeah. What about Zappy? <laughs> well, I, I can tell you one guy. It's not. It's not Joshua Dobbs, and it's not Josh Dobbs. He, listen, he's a great story. He's not a starting quarterback in the yeah, league. Scott, Scotty, think so. Is Nick? Oh, I just hung up on Scott. I didn't mean to. See? I was going to ask him if he thought Nick Mullins would start when they come back. He probably Soon enough, will. he'll be there. He probably will. No, he brings up good points. And Dobbs missed a couple of throws. Questionable play calling. Questionable decision making by Kevin O'Connell. It all aided the Bears 
to get their fourth win. Now it ties them in terms of raw number of wins. There are tiebreaker scenarios with the Giants, with the Commanders. You know, when you're three and eight and you're out of it, look, like Yurko said, if you could have won a couple of those games, you're six and six, fine. You're in the hunt. They didn't. Be careful winning too many games here. I'm just saying. We've all, like, we're licking our chops about uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. And, and, and the tackle from Penn State or the tackle from Georgia or the tackle from Bama. And then what about a quarterback maybe in Marvin Harrison Jr.? And uh, I want Brock I worry Bowers. About the, you know what I'm worried about? I, the draft in May. April. I don't worry about the draft now. Well, early May, end of April. It depends when they're doing it. Are we going year. to Detroit? Uh, I have been told that we have been commissioned. We're taking a drive to here? go to we Detroit. I think we're driving. driving. Yeah, me and you driving to Detroit. You know what we should do? We should make sure. Uh, we'd we stop up at Maddie's Hunting Ground. Okay. Shoot some deer or something. We can go see uh, if the schedule works out. It probably won't because the NFL takes over that city. But wouldn't it be great if the Wings were at home and we could go see Kaner oh, play? Oh, that'd be nice. You see yeah. Kaner signing with the Wings? Sure. It's kind of it's a little that. painful, right? Like no. a little. It was painful bit. with Chelios because Chelios said he'd never play for Detroit. Or, yeah. You know, he was so anti-Detroit. That's why that was painful. It's not painful. The Hawks didn't bit. want him. No, no, they I didn't know. didn't want him no I, more. I'm not blaming Kaner, York. Don't get All me right. wrong. I got you. But it, it's a little painful, isn't it? Like but, you're going to see Kaner skating around with that stupid wheel and the, is it, is it, the wing behind it. Is, is it painful to see Debrinkit there? No, because Debrinkit, come on, you can't compare Kane and Debrinkit. I mean, I love Alex, but, like, that's not the same thing. What's Johnny doing? Where's Johnny? I don't at? think he's going to play again, York. I know yeah. he was sort of like wishy washy on if it's an official retirement. Uh, hockey watch party tonight, Chicago playing Seattle. I'm going to be at Twin Peaks, York. Nice. In Warrenville. Watching hockey. So can we got, the street team's going to be there. We'll give stuff away. 29 degrees cold brew, uh, beers. It'll be fun. April 25th to the 27th, the draft this year. So, so you want me to check the schedule? Degree beer, you're going to have a good time. Yeah, the, Twin Peaks, Warrenville tonight. The watching hockey. are absolutely fantastic. Come by and see us. The scenery, they say. When they retire Chelly's jersey, isn't that the Sunday, the Feb 25th game? That's against Detroit at the stadium, at yeah, the United Center. You're going to that one. I'd like to go, and now we'll be able to see Kaner. And by the way, will the Blackhawks... Go ahead, Carm. This, this, uh, they just released him. You need this. Did they? Yeah, Carm. Yeah. They yeah, released Corey. Release and can yeah. you make a statement about it so that people can stop believing internet rumors? They said it was conduct detrimental to the team but and against that, their policy that, or whatever. That, that doesn't You're, explain let me, anything. Let me tell you something, then, Blackhawks. Your policy sucks. Right. Okay? There's a scurrilous rumor on social media. That Corey that Perry is, is the Pied Piper. Yeah. That is like you're dragging your franchise player, like the guy that might be the face of this league in five years. There are rumors that are dragging your franchise player and his family into this mess because you're protecting Corey freaking Perry. Wake up! McFly! Hello? Blackhawks, wake the F up. They got new management over there, kid. And have some balls and say something. Yes. You're protecting Corey Perry? When an idiotic internet rumor is dragging Connor Bedard and his family's name through the mud? Wake up, dude. I've got to go find this rumor. Conduct detrimental. Conduct detrimental. Because the guy who was 
supposed to be one of your veteran leaders got liquored up in a bar in Columbus and you're upset about like that I mean and what is it about Columbus by the yeah. way what is that what Arneson Bell called her what, wasn't that where Theo Fleury yeah. got caught in the strip club yeah, what, that's Columbus what is it about Columbus what did Columbus oh, where, who where, knew Columbus was such a hot man where one of the was, suitors uh, went to take on one of the ABC line was Delonte West with LeBron's mom there <laughs> see Abdallah what? It's so uncalled for what? by you. What? But really, it's the Blackhawks that are to blame. What? I'm just asking questions about rumors that were that were, were happening. This is I'm talking about Delonte can't, West and LeBron. What are you talking about? Dollar, shame on you. I what are you talking about? Went there. I can't about? believe you went there. Blackhawks, wake up. Wake up. How are they playing Protecting this Protecting Corey Perry. Give me a break. All right, back to your Bears calls. 312332. Three, so mad about it. Oh, you God. are so You're fired so up over shameful, this. Shameful, dude. It's shameful. It's shameful. It's shameful. 45 screenplays yesterday, and you're like, shameful. Yeah, fired right. up. Whatever. And, and then, no, some, I'm down. Believe me, I was plenty fired up about this. A three screenplay. win team is off the team now, and you're going to flip a table. Uh, uh, we were like, both like, who are you talking on. about in the meeting? I had no idea who you were talking Seriously? about. Fox, like, who's Corey Perry? Like, what? What is going on? I'm done. He's on the Blackhawks. <laughs> Not I, anymore. I, I was play, I was plenty fired up about the the forty five screen passes too. Oh my god! Back to your Bears calls three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN one thousand Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. I got one of those field cheer jackets Abdallah was taught. Black and Abdallah did that video, and they I was like, whoa, this yeah. is brilliant. I'm buying one of those. That's it's a heaty the, jacket. Oh, it, it heats up the chest and the oh, back. Yeah. It's fabulous. And people are... What's it do for your family jewels? Well, it's, you're, it's not a jock strap. You it's not boxers. You, you can put a glove down You don't there. know it. Well, it's a coat. I got a coat. That's me promoting. My, my family jewels don't get... My lower half doesn't get cold. Oh, man. A lot of hair. Hairy legs. Well, I'm not surprised you are Italian. You know, I don't, I, not too much hair you know, on the family jewels because I take care of that. But. I don't know. I mean, you, but you're I bought the jacket. The line. I was wearing it Friday because it really got cold Friday. It was yeah. beautiful on Thanksgiving and then it got cold. That chilly. And I was out Friday night and uh, I was telling the people couldn't believe it it was like like it was like aliens had brought this technology and you uh, to earth good. and they're like wait a minute your jacket i said yeah this is the jacket heats up yeah. that black and abdallah talk about it all the time i, I feel great it's fantastic snow lands on your jacket and melts right away it's waterproof Sure. It heats up. Jackets, gloves. Uh, they have insoles for your shoes. Winter so, hats, like, if you socks. got boots, socks, the whole thing. They everything got everything you need. Everything they got, like, uh, like if you want it for when spring comes and you can actually go out and golf again, they've got, like, a quarter zip that has some uh, heated stuff in nice. it. That's nice. That's good. So you're not freezing while you're, you know, playing those golf rounds in nice April. Vest. And you can get 25% off. Alex Maragos, though, look at who oh, the what a handsome local fella. celebrity ah, Alex Maragos in Channel 5. Channel 5, <laughs> you're keeping the place afloat. I want you to know. When it looks cold. He could use done. some. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it looks like, like the Titanic. He looks cold. Get him a field cheer. Get him a field cheer. Seriously, did you see how fast he was walking? Oh, yeah. He looked he cold. He didn't even stop to he, really he wave. He just hauling. gave us the quick. Listen, guy. those pea coats are fashionable, but they don't keep you warm. No. Where, where did he go to school? Virginia Union? Where did he go to school? Alex Maragos was an old intern of ours. He's now, of course, you see him. He's one of the big anchors on Channel 5. Yes, he is. He's going to work in the Olympics again. Maragos went to, uh, no, not Virginia Union. He played baseball collegiately. In Virginia. At, uh, in Virginia. 
Virginia. Yeah, I can't remember where. At a school. Remember. Yeah, I don't remember where. American Sinclair University. <laughs> something like that. And anyway, something like that. Uh, get the discount. If you go to FieldShare, you, what's the code, guys? Chris, what is it? ESPN25. There you go. You get 25% off. So. ESPN25. You have to put the percentage in there or just the 25? No, just no, 25. All right. ESPN25. Yeah, I took advantage then of they that. They got jackets for the big boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. Beefy fellas. Sure. They got jackets for the yeah. beefy fellas, Carm. I do, I'm sure. I'm assuming yeah, they do. Might, yeah. be some, might be some for the holidays. You guys might want to think about. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can buy your own. What do you mean? <laughs> Save your money on the bourbon. Heated shorts. Save your money on the bourbon. You wear shorts the whole year. You don't need to wear pants anymore ever again. Oh, that's good. Cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie at two. We're going to talk to Courtney Cronin at one thirty-five. Hey, Marilyn's on the line. We haven't talked to Marilyn in a while. What's up, Marilyn? Well, good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? Did uh, you have well. a nice holiday? Yes. Can you hear me okay? I think my phone is ready to die. I've been yeah. holding on for we a while. Got to speak louder. We can't no, hear no, you. No, at don't all. speak louder. Okay. Pull the phone away from your. I think you're speaking too close into the receiver. Back away a little bit. How's that better? That's better. Yeah, that's yeah. Better. A little louder. Hey. No, stop it, girl. Yeah. Anyway, um, by the way, I'm going to a concert on the third, and a year ago, the uh, girl that's coming with me is the one that said. Uh, you are a very handsome man. Well, well first of all, vision. Mar- Marilyn, uh, saying she, she was, Marilyn, saying what? she was the one that said Yurko's very handsome, that's like saying that no. guy was the one that said Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> they all say that, Marilyn. Right. I mean, she's not suffering she's from glaucoma yet. Yeah. She's only human. Yeah, you're right. But it was funny that day when she said that. I said, well, you're right. <laughs> but anyway, how's Thanksgiving for you? It was great. It was great, yeah. yeah. Me too. I could have done without the two-hour ride back, the uh, hour ride back and forth, and in the dark with uh, Lake Lake Zurich over there. They really need to put some lights up there. You, you don't get light until you get on the highway, so it's a little, you know, dangerous. Yeah, be careful. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I, we're, we're good. We're good. Everything is good. I'm just, uh, uh, thank God, the last doctor appointment was yesterday. What? Right there. So anyway, nothing much happened here. Hopefully, hopefully right. that cream cleared everything up. Marilyn, uh, I, is she, Marilyn, is she swallowing the phone? I can't. There's this like, what's happening? I can barely make out uh, heads or tails of what was something about lights up high. What was yeah, that? Yeah, she's mad yeah. that they don't have a lot of lights on the and highway Lake. in Lake Zurich. And you know, Lake driving Zurich. back, yeah. driving back. Yeah. Couldn't see. She couldn't see. How it. could you guys make out any of that? I heard. No, we listen. Oh, we listen to you every day. Come on, turn your Come headphones hey, down a little bit. You think that's you're the deaf. problem? Yeah, because you're <laughs> deaf. I'm not, though. I have my hearings good. I'm blind. No, I have dude, you are deaf. It's that magic sound. We come in there. afterwards and plug up. headphones in. Well, I it's just insane. like my headphones loud. It's not because I'm deaf. Cause I actually have excellent hearing. I don't know I have about terrible that. vision, excellent hearing. Uh, yeah, 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 ask, uh, ask Sylvie about yeah. that. Let's go get, when, when he, let's go get your hearing When he tested. joins her crosstalk, yeah. you ask Sylvie. Well, no, I understand. But it's not because I'm deaf. I just like it very loud in my headphones. I don't. It's not because I'm deaf. That's loud. not good for you. <laughs> Probably yeah, not. The, the louder you loud. continuously have it, you're you're constantly adding to it. Yeah. So then you're. I'm going to be deaf someday. Yeah, Is that what you're going to be? Yeah, deaf. you have to limit the, the volume. I couldn't make up heads or tails of most of what Marilyn was saying. She's we still there. So we haven't talked to her in a while. It was nice yeah, to catch up with her. I mean, she's still there. She's, I know she's very. She's still talking. She's as fired up as I am about, <laughs> about, about Corey Perry and the Blackhawks. Uh, let's go to our man Ballancourt in the South Loop on ESPN 1000. Ballancourt, what's up, brother? Hey, what's going on, guys? I ain't heard from y'all in a while. How are you, my friend? I'm good, man. Hey, check this out. If I was Justin Field, man, at the end of the year, I would run away from this city. 
Mm-hmm. And another thing, man, Caleb Williams is not better than Justin Hill. They need to stop. Just listen to listen listen to um my man on um ESPN, man, Ooh. Keyshawn. Keyshawn? He would rather Keyshawn would rather pick Justin Field than Caleb. And Caleb is his dude. Mm. Is he? Justin should run from his fan base, man, because we're impatient. We want a winner. We want a winner right now. We're not going to get a winner right now. We don't have a good team. We yeah, need skilled players. That, that, we need that, skilled that, players. That's true. But I mean, what? what that's true. Uh, I, I I I agree with that. But why? Why? First of all, how many people actually think Caleb Williams is better than Justin Fields? I, I don't. I don't know. Oh, well, they, I think he is. Yeah. Hey, hey, no disrespect, um, but. Just because you throw a good spiral out there don't mean you're a great quarterback. No, no, I'm saying how many people think Caleb Williams is better than Justin Fields? I'm asking is, do you think a lot of people oh, believe oh, yeah. that? I mean, I would say 50-50. Really? I don't know. No, 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 I'll take that back. I would say 60-40. Really? I don't Going know. Going with Justin Fields is 60. I don't know. It's, all right, well, Bill. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll pull that. I mean, if I pulled that, do you really think we'd get yes. 60% of people to yes. say, maybe you think more. so? Huh? Yes. They were calling him the next greatest thing to ever come out of college football. Hmm. That's what they were saying about him in the middle of the year before they lost and lost <laughs> and lost. Keep and going. he went crying in the stands with his mom. And then he lost and then he lost. Yeah. And then he kept continuing to lose. I think they've lost five games, right, yeah. Chris? They lose five games, Chris, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think what, five of the last six games think, they lost. Is that yeah. what it is? Something like that? Notre Dame was the first one to send them asunder, wasn't it? Hmm. Listen, guys, they were uh, prepping for the Pac-12 championship, so they were off last weekend. Uh, so their season has been over for two weeks. How about that? I mean, who, you know. <laughs> Poor Chris. Like, so there you, there you go. Chris needs a winner in Southern California. He needs a winner here with this football uh, Not one of the teams that I actively root for is of worth, of any worth. Isn't that terrible? It's not fair, Chris. The Bulls uh-huh. stink. At least I'm not a frontrunner. I mean, the, white, I I, the White Sox stink. Yeah, I mean, we, we what, what do we what do we have going for us right now? I mean, I not I, a lot. I we love, won last night. The Bears won last night. The Bears won last night without a, a touchdown. Which, a game in which they didn't score a touchdown. One measly touchdown. You can't score one touchdown. You guys could root for a team, you know, in the beginning of the year, nobody thought it would be that great. They thought they'd lose a couple games. Alabama, you know, the is that it? Quarterback's not as good. <laughs> Offensive line isn't as great as they usually are. No real weapons. Let me see. I wonder who he's talking about. I mean, got a co- an old coach. People love him. Is there, a, is there a college team I can just, like, glom onto right now? Like, is there anybody out Oregon? <laughs> Future Bears quarterback I, Bo Nix you know, in Oregon. I, I, do like, or I've always, I do like Oregon. I've always liked I've loved it when, you know, Going back to when Chip Kelly was there and the uniforms and like they, that's why everyone says they love. Oregon. They have always been fun. Like, like Oregon's have, always been a team that I root for because they yes. were so cool back in the day. Like I don't have a college. Not team. even that far back in the day, really. So I've always liked Oregon. I love Justin Herbert. I like Mariota when he was there. You know, it's like oh, I'll root for Oregon. Go Bo Nix. Woo. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll get back to your Bears calls. Cross talk in thirty. Courtney Cronin joins us next. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Now, if Yurko were driving, he'd break down the entire history of this song. That's right. And this is the... Uh, you know who this is. I'm assuming it's, uh, it's Aerosmith. This is Aerosmith. But is it the Aerosmith... Run DMC version. 
that? I don't know, Yurko. Boy, now you stumped me. Well, no. Remember when Run DMC brought it back and it kind of revitalized so. Aerosmith's career? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, uh, it was uh, Run DMC, DJ Run, Jam Master J, and, uh, God, what was the other guy? Run. But either way, Do you was, I'm coming out, and then all of a sudden through the wall came Aerosmith. Do you remember Run TMC? Yeah, that was, uh, hold on, that was uh, Timmy Hardaway. Tim Hardaway. Mullins. Chris Mullin. And it was uh, the C portion of that. I believe it was. Was it White Chocolate? I believe it was Mitch Richmond. Mitch Richmond, maybe Wasn't that's that it. Yeah. I thought it was White Chocolate. It was not White Jason Chocolate. Jason Williams. Let's get out to the Car X Tire and Auto guest hotline and say hello to Courtney Cronin, uh, who was covering Bears and Vikings last night. I mean, uh, six turnovers and one touchdown. That, that's a ratio you don't expect to see in an NFL game, Courtney. No, and now the Vikings are, I think, minus eight in turnover margin on the year. And for, you know, all of those close one-score games they won a year ago, they're losing a lot of those games this year. So it, it shows the regressing to the mean, but also just how inconsistent. I mean, Josh Dobbs had two good games, but he also can be really mm. reckless mm-hmm. with the football. And that's what we saw last night. Three or three interceptions that were on him, one that was a tip pass from Jordan Addison, but the Bears capitalized on it. In the last couple of weeks, really, the Detroit game where they had four turnovers, this past game where they had four turnovers, like the defense is quietly putting together a nice turnaround from where this team was at the beginning of the year, where their defense and the pass defense was a liability to now it giving the offense extra opportunities to, to do something with those extra possessions, if only the offense could turn four interceptions into more than three points. What did we learn about Justin Fields last night? I, I look at the fourth, the second fumble in the fourth quarter. He said, when I asked him last night, that one made him sick to his stomach. And he was really upset about that one because it was a backbreaker. And I think he only had one hand on the football. Um, Ball security is obviously a huge thing. When you take off and run, he knows that. And both of those fumbles came on plays when he was trying to scramble and make something happen. That's his game. And he knows he has to be better at protecting the football in those moments. But for him to flush that, which I know is difficult in a loud place like that in a two minute drive that he's been in these situations before and he hasn't come through for him to actually get the team in position to walk off with a win and everything go according to plan on that final drive, that's a confidence boost for him. That's not necessarily going to I – mean, it, it, I don't buy the idea that that changes you know, the, with one throw to D.J. Moore, the 36-yarder that got them into field goal range, that that changes uh, or like impacts his – his future here going forward. It's one time we've seen that. It's his second career game, fourth quarter draw, comeback. Um, you need to see more of those. There's been more moments in the fourth quarter where he's turned the ball over, you know, with an ill-timed interception or taken a strip sack, uh, taken a sack and you get strip sack fumbled, you know, for the safety last week in Detroit. You got to see more of those on a consistent basis. So what we'll look back at in a couple weeks, if the offense has more of these moments that they come through in the fourth quarter, You'll be able to point to the Minnesota game as where that momentum started, um, and maybe then it might change the the overall perception of Justin Fields and his evaluation. But one drive, I think, in a vacuum, and just looking at it from last night, 
unless there's more of those, I don't think that it changes things too much with this team. Why so many slip screens and no variations off the slip screen by slipping <laughs> the guy deep? Yeah, they... Um, I think it's twofold. Matt Eberflus said a little bit ago that they want more explosives, and that's it's obvious. But they, they, you know, their goal is eight. Um, they were kind of right around there, but some of that's on the quarterback not making those throws. And one of those, you know, like right after the Jalen Johnson interception, you know, the two penalties on the O line, and then Darnell Mooney's wide open on third down near the sideline. You've got to make that throw. And Justin had a ton of time. He's, you know, scrambling. He was like staring uh, Mooney down and he overthrows him on the sideline. Like you can't have those things happen because that was an opportunity. One of their few opportunities that, you know, he wasn't, you know, he was able to escape pressure and get on the move. You didn't capitalize on it. And that led to, uh, you know, the team having to punt. That's where I think, you know, at least from the quarterback's execution, that he can be better in those moments. But, you know, they've got to they've got to find more opportunities to go, you know, to take the horizontal passing game and, you know, implement hitches, implement implement um, slants, anything. You can beat a blitz that way by giving your guy a chance that has to run a route that goes past the line of scrimmage. I mean, that was the problem on a lot of drives last night where it's third and two and a screen to DJ. And like, that's, you know, one of like four routes that were, that were designed to run like behind the line of scrimmage, not go past it. You got to have routes that go past the sticks. I don't care if the team's blitzing you. There are ways to combat that. And they just, frankly, they didn't do it. And I understand that in a, in a do or die situation, the, on the last drive, the Vikings are, you know, dropping eight. That's what they did against Denver last week. Um, and that allowed Denver to come to come back and you know to to convert on. Uh, I think Russ had a big fourth down uh, with Co- Portland Sutton on that final drive where they scored. But it was kind of similar in this circumstance where they blitzed Fields a ton uh, early on, and then the final drive they didn't blitz him at all on, right. any, on any of his five dropbacks. Yeah. And you know that's that's something I think to be said. Like where the Bears, you see what happens when you kind of take the harness off Justin Fields in those moments. He can hit DJ Moore over the middle of the field for a 36-yard gain. He can go deep, but if you don't have those routes and that option available to him, like for the majority of the game, then you're probably getting what we saw with a you know the screen game. That's a good point about Flores too, and what happened and why the decision was made on that last drive. I mean, I think Viking fans can legitimately look at that second half and question some of the things from both Brian Flores and Kevin O'Connell and wonder. How much of that just cost us at a big opportunity to win, you know, just it's at least get you to the bye and then you can readdress the quarterback situation. Maybe Mullins is ready in a couple of weeks. Like, I think you look at that last 30 minutes, Courtney, and you really wonder, like, how much did coaching hurt us? And I think it hurt them last night. I really do. It did. I mean, Kevin O'Connell got really conservative. Um, You know, it kind of felt like the final 415 for the Bears last week where, you know, you'll get a big pass play or a big completion, and then all of a sudden it's like run, run, and the drive stalls. That, to me, was – I don't know if that was Kevin O'Connell, like, playing – you know, why he got tight in those moments. That's him playing not to lose. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure the the play of the quarterback and how how reckless Josh Dobbs was with the ball last night probably played into that because points were at a premium. I mean, hell, like, listen to Matt Eberflus from from yesterday when he talked about – you know, when they're, you know, the seven-yard line or whatever it is at the end of the game to kneel it out and not go for it, like, points are at a premium. Like, you know, 
there's always the risk that somebody's going to fumble. Go ahead and take the knee and set yourself up for a 30-yard game winner. Yeah. Like That's, I think, what factored into it for the Vikings with their own mistakes that they were committing routinely. Uh, a couple things before we let you go. Montez Sweat was on the field more, which is good. Uh, you see that he makes a difference. Um, I like yeah. how they got creative in, in sort of some of the alignments, too. Uh, I know you guys talked to Eberflus about that at the press conference today. But uh, it still was only about like 70, I think it was 73% or maybe 71. I look back at his time in Washington, and he did kind of hang around those numbers for his career. I, it, shouldn't it be like up around 80%, 8 out of every 10 when you know you go out and you acquire a guy like Swite, you pay him? Shouldn't he be on the field 8 out of every 10 snaps? You would think so, and maybe he gets to that point. I mean, last year, what you're referencing, he finished um, with, like, the highest snap count of the among uh, edge rushers in Washington. I think it was right over 70-something percent, yeah. which you're like, okay, you're paying the guy $25.5 million. I think you have to look at what other – what other pass rushers around that range, like right. what does Rashawn Gary's snap counts look like? What does, you know, Nick Bosa and some of those guys who are making a little bit more than, than um, Montez Sweat, but he's still, you know, top five at $25.5 million a year. Like, can he get there? I, I know people have said, well, Max Crosby plays just about every snap, and, you know, he doesn't have any issue with it, and they're not paying him nearly that much. I think it's what they what they are asking him to do within the – within the confines of this, of what this defense is too, because they like a rotation. That's who Matt Eberflus is. Um, and that's fine, but you still got to have like your best pass rusher out there routinely for what we saw last night, but also building on that. I still think that those are valid questions though, because his numbers just seem a little low and it's been, you know, a month now since he's been here. I think you'd expect those numbers to go up by um, the next time we see them play against Detroit. You think Stevenson's back on the field next time they play with the benefit of the bye week? It, it sounded weird. I mean, it they did. were indoors yeah. on Saturday. And, um, you know, I would imagine that that thing happened on Saturday because he was limited in practice. He was a late ad, and he tweaked his foot. Remember, he, had an, he rolled his ankle in New Orleans. We don't know if it's the same foot or not because we hadn't we didn't have a chance to, to see you know the injury or when it happened. But he's already dealing with an ankle injury. He tweaked the foot in seven on seven after he came down with an interception. And you're on turf, which isn't great. Mm. Um, you know, I think they're very happy with Terrell Smith and, and what he did last night in his first start. But they obviously want Stevenson back. But what Eberflus said, if you're going to take it at face value, is that they feel comfortable with where Stevenson's at and, and that they 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 expect to get him back at some point. Courtney, thanks. Enjoy the bye. We'll talk to you next week, okay? Thanks, guys. Take care. See yeah, there's Courtney Thank Cronin you. at Courtney R. Cronin on X. Make sure you follow her we for all the best. We talked to Courtney today. And that's right, Yurko. Love all it. All the best, all the latest uh, joining us on the Car X Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. Some more of your calls coming up, and then uh, we'll cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie at 2. They've got the coaches show at about 2.10. Black and Abdallah on tonight, 6 until 8. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. The show on Twitter at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. <laughs> Hockey watch party tonight with me at Twin Peaks, Warrenville. <laughs> Let's do that hockey, Abdallah. Uh, I'm going to be watching hockey. Black and Abdallah are on six days tonight. You can come hang with me. Seven to nine and Twin Pe- at Twin Peaks in Warrenville. Tomorrow's the big few uh, party over at that's Few Whiskey. Uh, it's not going to be a few people. It's going to be a lot of people, and the whole station will be there. People. Big event. Kick off the holidays with us at Benny's Lincoln Park. 
in the tasting room. It's going to be a who's who Fantastic. See you tomorrow night, 630 to 30 Free event. Come on by. And the next Wednesday, it's me and Waddle together, Yurko. Little combo action. You and Whiskey Waddle. University, me and number 87. Oh, that's right. It's the Booze Brothers. The Booze Brothers, me and Waddle at the Elm in downtown LaGrange. A great place for another Whiskey U. And There's... for the first time, we'll be drinking a scotch. Scotch involved. Well, for the first time at Whiskey U. Yeah, there'll be a scotch involved. Highland Park. It's good stuff. The good stuff. Yes, indeed. Highland Park. Some Wyoming whiskey, some American stuff, you know, right. some bourbon, Wyoming whiskey, some Noble Oak, and then a Highland Park single. Right bottle. next to Wilmette up there, right? Funny. Funny guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the Elm is in LaGrange, and that's where me and Waddle are going to be next Wednesday. Well, that's Hills. a week from tomorrow. That's December 6th. You want to grab a few more calls? Yes, I would. I want to play that Adam Schefter thing one more time. Oh, it's so yearly similar to what? Not yearly, but like he, he called it the way Yurko called it yesterday. I'll play this one more time. This was before the game. Bears and uh, Vikings. Before that bleep show that we saw last night, which featured six times as many turnovers as touchdowns. No football fan should be subjected to watching crap like that. I'm sorry. Six turnovers in one touchdown. the way touchdown. it works, baby. This was Schefter uh, before the game on Monday Night Countdown. Yurko said the same thing yesterday. That is the answer and the information that the Bears are trying to get in the remaining part of this season. They want to see how Justin Fields plays, not only for them, but whether or not they want to use the number one overall pick, which they're currently slated to have, courtesy of the Carolina Panthers, on a quarterback in a historically elite quarterback draft class, or whether they want to stick with Fields, or... Whether they even want to trade fields, he would have a market then. So there are options available for the Chicago Bears, Scott. The question is, what is the best course of action for this franchise to take? But right now, Carolina's misfortune is the Bears' blessing. And right now, they have a 67% chance to land that number one overall pick, which certainly would have to play into Justin Fields' future one way or another. Like Yurko said yesterday, the best thing is that he plays well because it does give you options. Options. Let's go to, he's been waiting a while here, uh, Steve and Itasca has been waiting patiently. Hey, Steve. 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 How are we doing? Hey, excellent, Steve. What's up? Nothing, guys. Um, so, uh, sorry, I'm at word. Uh, so I, <clears throat> I knew JD very well, and I can only imagine what he'd be saying about this team and everything <laughs> going on this year. Um, and it happens to be given giving Tuesday today. Yeah. Um, I get paid tomorrow, so I'll be making my donation tomorrow to the Vaughn McClure and Jeff Dickerson Foundation. But I just wanted to give that uh, something to, for all the listeners to do, um, especially in JD's memory. Um, That's he was nice a of you. Great part of the station and. Uh, just a really great dude. So, um, love you guys, and Cheers. thanks for doing that. Um, and man, these bears, man, these bears. Oh my God, I know. Let's not. I mean, what are we going to? It was a beautiful thing what you said and why you called in. Forget about talking yeah. about the bears, Steve. Thanks, man. Seriously, that is uh, that is well put. Today is Giving Tuesday. You could give all week, obviously. Um, you know, they're doing big stuff for the V Foundation. Uh, the company is ESPN is. If you want to give, uh, the V Foundation's great for, for cancer research and things like that. The JD and Vaughn McClure Foundation, another great one. Whatever's near and dear to your heart, you should give a little bit going into the holidays, whatever you can. And that's always as simple as if it's 10 bucks, it all adds up. So do it on Giving Tuesday. I'm glad Steve called up and said that. Um, well done. And uh, yeah, make sure you give a little going into the holidays. Let's say hi to. Where do you want to go next, Eric? How about Bob in Oak Park on ESPN? That's 1000? where I was going. Hey, Bob. How you doing, fellas? Good, man. What's up? Uh, don't sound like y'all too happy about that W. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, 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 I have no problem. Win, man. You don't apologize for victories in the NFL. 
Uh, Yoko, let me ask you this, man. Let me, well, let me say this. When Justin first came here, what he came here to? Nothing. Right. <laughs> he came here and he still have nothing. I mean, now, don't get me wrong. The defense, I'll get them 100 plus because they played their heart out. And I see progress there. But the, the, the high school coaches that, that's coaching this boy, it's not going to work. When you send your child to school, what you can you what you send your child your child to school to do? Learn, learn, learn. learn. <laughs> now, like, look, Yoko. Now, you 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 smart. Look, let me say this to you, man. Why don't you go apply for the job? Oh Coach. boy, I I didn't want to travel all over the country. I didn't want well, to get look, fired every three well, look, years. That's why I didn't coach. Can you go up in the front office and work from there? Yeah. Because look, man, this boy came here. The people love him here. But let me say this to y'all. Y'all might not like what I'm gonna say now. I think Justin should leave here because ain't none. The owners that stand by him, the coaches did not. They were. I can coach better than this. Somebody had said that earlier, Bob. Like he should go running uh, when it's all said and done from here. Bob, thanks. Well, what, he's got a four-year contract he's here, got right? Another year, and this then if year they pick they've got to the make a decision on fifth-year. Correct contract, right? Yep. The fifth-year yep, option. Yep, yep, yep. So they'll make the decision on the fifth-year option, and then we'll see what happens. Again. Uh, the better he plays, the more options the Bears have. The better he plays, the more options eventually Justin Fields has. Collins in Lakeview on ESPN 1000. Go ahead, Colin. Yeah, I, I want to agree with a caller that called in earlier about like keeping Justin Fields over Caleb Williams. I don't know if you guys remember the Notre Dame game, but Caleb Williams didn't play particularly well then. And Adam Johns wrote an article about how kind of the same issues he has as a quarterback, like sitting in the pocket holding the ball too long. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are, are the same stuff Justin deals with, right? And, like, we just are going to keep going in this vicious cycle as a Bears fan and, a, you know, as Bears fan base. And I'd rather bring in someone like Harbaugh, draft Marvin, Marvin uh, Harrison Jr., build around fields, give him, like, enough talent, and then make the decision. Because um, I don't really want to go through the hype process again of drafting a guy and being like, oh, my God, he's going to save the franchise. And if he doesn't, you know, it's just not going to be great. But I love you guys. Thanks for the Thanks, call. Thanks, Colin. The best quarterback may not be a first-rounder coming out in this draft. Maybe not. There's you know, a, a deep class, man. Right? It is. May not be a first round. Can you find the right one? That's, I, they've never been able to do that. Here. Can they I, find the right one? Myself would like them to trade down, uh, depending upon where the two picks are. I would like them to trade down to acquire more picks in the second round. You need a center. Lucas mm-hmm. Patrick, you need. Oh, 64 yeah. created too many penalties yesterday. I, I No, I, I need a stud center. I don't know if you remember the name Steve Everett. Do you remember the name mm-hmm. Steve Everett? Played at the University of Michigan. Played for the Cleveland Browns about 1992, 1995. Mm-hmm. Steve Everett was a stud. That guy could play. Damn, give me Owen Crutes. He dude. was an artisan. Yeah. You know what I mean by artisan? Sure. He's artistic. <laughs> you know? He had hobbies is what he had. <laughs> the man uh, had hobbies. Cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie coming up in just two short minutes. Yurko's got the final word. Carmen and Yurko present today's... Final word. Because you had to be a big shot, did you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final you word. Had to have a last word. On Carmen and Yuriko. I got a massage this morning, and I got some alleviation of some issues down there. 